would you believe me if I said that becoming a podcaster has changed my life? (laughs) Spoiler alert, it has. And after some reflection, I realized that being a podcaster has also made me a better OT practitioner. Now, life has been a little, okay, it's been a lot busy over here at the OT for Life headquarters. So busy that... I'm going to be honest with you, I did not have a chance to celebrate my four-year anniversary, which was back in October, (laughs) October of 2022. So since it's been four years, well, I mean, in actuality, it's been (laughs) over four years at this point, I wanted to take a minute and share four ways, one way for every year that I've been podcasting, four ways that podcasting has made me a better OT practitioner. For links or resources or basically anything that I mentioned in the show, check out the show notes as well as head to my website, otforlife.com. That's O-T, the number four, L-Y-F-E dot com. If you're interested in occupational therapy, this is the place for you. This show aims to explore our profession by sharing who we are and what we do. Because for us, occupational therapy is more than just a job. Hi, I'm Sarah Putt. I've been an occupational therapist since 2009, specializing in early intervention and also run my own private practice in this setting. Welcome to OT for Life. So here we go. It's been four years. It's been over four years since I started podcasting. And (laughs) I actually don't think that I thought that I would make it this far. I I never saw myself stopping, but like, I guess I just never pictured like what, what it would look like for me podcasting four years from the day that I started, or even from when I started doing research, when I started recording, because I had been prepping for my show long before I even released my first episode. My buddy, fellow OT podcaster, Brock Cook, he knows he was there with me from the very beginning and he knows that I had been recording for months before I even launched episode one. So, I mean, it's been four years since I started officially started the podcast, but it's been, it's probably been closer to five, if not more since the very, very beginning. And I've really learned, I've learned a lot. I have learned a lot from podcasting. I've learned a lot about communication. I've learned a lot about listening, asking questions, connecting with people. There's just been, there's been so many things that I've realized that I've kind of taken away from starting this whole endeavor, this whole journey, this whole process of being a podcaster and having a podcast. And yeah, let's just dive in to four, what I think, four of the biggest ways that being a podcaster has also made me a better OT practitioner. So the first way, I think being a podcaster has really helped me gain confidence in my voice. If you have been a longtime listener, if you've heard me present before, if you know anything about my story, you know that I have a history of being really shy. I mean, so shy, so shy that 
when I was growing up, people thought that I didn't talk because I was just so shy. And when I'd get in new, unfamiliar, or just uncomfortable situations, I literally would just kind of (laughs) shut my mouth and I would not even make a sound. And even in OT school, I still had a lot of this shyness and even kind of getting into being a new grad. And I remember that this shyness that I had and this kind of discomfort, I guess you could say, with communicating with people that I didn't know, this made it very hard for me to talk to the parents in sessions and talk to the parents and caregivers of the kids that I was evaluating and the kids that I was working with in therapy. And I remember it was it was really, really hard for me to just be able to to talk and chat with these parents in the very beginning. And since starting the podcast and really kind of finding the confidence in my voice and also not being afraid to use my voice, I feel like has just, it's made it so much easier for me to be able to talk to people just in general, but to also relate to the people that I'm working with on a daily basis, whether this is other professionals, whether it's parents and caregivers, whether it's the kids, whoever it is that I might come across in my professional role, I have found it so much easier to just strike up a conversation about literally anything. And I chalk a lot of that up to starting this podcast and learning to talk to so many different people from different countries, different cultures, different religions. You know, I've even had different different professionals. I haven't had just OTs and just OTAs or even OT and OTA students on the show. I've had PTs on before. I've had some business people on before. I've had some doctors on. I mean, it's really given me this confidence to be able to talk to pretty much anybody. And I feel like it's alleviated a lot of my public speaking anxiety. Now, I will be honest with you, I still get nervous before I hit record on a podcast, especially if it is with another person. And I still get nervous before I do any sort of public speaking if I'm presenting to a OT program or a pre-OT program or I'm speaking at at a state OT association conference. I still get nervous. So it's not completely gone, but it is a whole lot better than it was. And I feel like... I kind of use, I use those nerves and I use the kind of butterflies that I experience before any of these events are recording. And I kind of use it to channel, to, to channel my energy into excitement rather than just sheer terror and wanting to run away from it completely. So yeah, this podcast has hugely, immensely helped me find my voice, use my voice, and be confident in that. And that I'm just, I'm so thankful for because I can look back at myself as this shy young person, as this shy young therapist. And I, you know, I'm, I'm really proud and I'm happy to say that I'm happy to be where I am today and not be so terrified of speaking to people and speaking and using my voice. The second way that I feel that 
becoming a podcaster and being a podcaster has made me a better OT practitioner is that I have connected with so many OT, so many amazing OT practitioners and students across the globe. I can't even tell you how many amazing people that I have met, that I have connected with because of this show, whether it is bringing people on as guests, whether it's people that have listened and reached out to me and I've made connections that way, whether it's people that I've met at conferences or students that have come across my my path. It's been just amazing. <laughs> and I feel like I say that word all the time. It's just been amazing. And I feel like I really wouldn't have had as big of an opportunity to meet as many people as I have without my show, without this show, and without the other two shows that I'm a part of. And that's the OT Roundtable and the Real OTs of Early Intervention. I think as an OT, it's really, as an OT practitioner, it's really easy to kind of get stuck in our own microcosms of where we work and kind of our own little bubbles. But there are so many cool people within this profession that are doing beautiful and wonderful things that, yeah, I mean, I feel like every single day, every single day I find out about something fantastic that another OT practitioner is doing or or a student. And I think it really has opened my eyes to other ways of thinking. It's challenged my own understanding and my own perspective. And it's really just it's allowed me to reflect and think and recognize things that maybe I thought were true or maybe I need to kind of think about things differently. It's just, it's allowed that opportunity to happen. That again, I don't think that would have happened if I wasn't connecting with so many different people and hearing what they have to say and hearing their practice areas and hearing how they think about and how they reflect on different topics like it just yeah yeah I don't know it's just it's been pretty cool and it's not just the connections that I've made with people that are inside the OT profession but it's the connections that I've made with people outside of the OT profession because we all know that advocacy for occupational therapy needs to go way beyond the profession and it needs to it needs to touch other people that maybe haven't heard about OT or maybe they have a limited view of OT or maybe they just don't really quite comprehend what occupational therapy is who we are and what we do and i have been i've been on a handful of other podcasts and a few of them that that come to mind are the once upon a gene podcast hosted by Effie Parks the Tuesday Tea with Sweet D hosted by Dominica Lumazar and also the Special Fathers Network Dad to Dad podcast that's hosted by David Hirsch. These are just three of the ones that come to mind right now that are not occupational therapy podcasts that I have had this just amazing experience and humbling opportunity to be able to go on to these shows, share about occupational therapy, share about my experience, my journey, share about my passions of early intervention and everything that I do as a practitioner. And again, I don't think that I would have had the opportunity to be asked on these shows if I didn't 
have a show myself and be putting kind of myself out there and being able to connect with these people. So thank you. Shout out to you three. They have become friends in real life. And it is so amazing to just to be able to connect with so many people, so many people across the globe, OT and not OT. Point number three, I think being a podcaster and having a podcast has expanded my perspective about the profession. I have got I have gotten the chance to talk to so many different OT practitioners and students that do things that are so different than what I do on a daily basis. Some of the things, some of the people and the practice settings that really highlight this are my discussions that I had with Kwaku from the OT and Chill podcast. And when I brought him on my show, he talked about his his work that he did working in the prison setting, which I've never worked in the prison setting. And I have very limited experience working with adults. And hearing about what he does was really, really cool. Uh, another one that comes to mind is Amelia, aka the limp therapist, and her sharing her work and her experience as a lymphedema therapist. I have chatted with Audrey from the Amplified OT about limb differences. I've talked about animal-assisted therapy. I've talked about trauma-sensitive care. I've talked about mental health a couple different times. And this is just to name a few. And really, this is a lot of these are very, very different than, again, what I do on a day-to-day basis, working in early intervention. But I also think that bringing people on to talk about their passions and talk about their perspectives on occupational therapy has really challenged my own perspective and how it came to be and has allowed the opportunity to learn and also unlearn some things that maybe I thought were true or maybe I just needed to learn a little bit different way of thinking about it. And one of the big people that comes to mind when I'm talking about shifting my perspective and constantly always making me think in general, making me think about things, sometimes making me think a little bit differently about things, but he always has this way to present things and really make me reflect as a practitioner. And that is Brock Cook from the Occupied podcast. And I I actually brought him on and we did an episode a while back And it really was all about kind of thinking and learning from an occupational lens. And I remember even recording that episode and just being like, man, this guy, he always, always makes me think, always makes me reflect, always makes me not just take things for granted, but he has this way of taking a topic and turning it, flipping it on its head, analyzing it from the inside out and making me have this different attitude about it, this different way of thinking about it in the end. (laughs) So thanks, Brock. (laughs) Thanks for always making me think and reflect about things a little bit differently and and more, right? More than I typically would do by myself. The The other thing kind of in talking about expanding my perspective about the profession is talking about important topics, important issues, important things within our profession that I feel like need to be discussed and need to be discussed more. 
And two of the episodes that really come to mind when I'm thinking about this was my episode that I did with Devlin New about inclusion and identity and the episode that I did with Michelle de Jesus about diversity. I think it's really important for us as OT practitioners and students to be learning from diverse voices. And also, kind of in that same vein, recognizing who we have been learning from in the past and really kind of taking a new step forward in recognizing who we are learning from now and making sure that we are hearing from people of all different walks of life and different cultures, different religions, different backgrounds, and really trying to be the the most inclusive, the most supportive, the most uh, informed, right? The, the most informed practitioner that we possibly can be. And lastly, this might come as a shock to some of you. And I say that jokingly, <laughs> because as soon as I say it, you're going to be like, Uh, I saw, I should have seen this coming. The last way that podcasting has made me a better OT practitioner is that it has really deepened my love for the profession of occupational therapy. I have always loved being an OT. I've always loved the profession. I've always been a huge advocate for it. But in starting this podcast, it solidified my love and my passion for occupational therapy. It has drastically influenced how I feel about the profession and the people in it. And I think it really has helped me find my true passion and has allowed me to support others in their quest to find their passion in occupational therapy. Prior to the podcast, I was just an OT working in early intervention who thought she had a passion for sharing OT with the world. She thought, right? Keyword. She thought that she had a passion for sharing occupational therapy with the world. After starting the podcast, I know, emphasis, I know I am an OT with a passion for advocating for, for the profession across the globe. Starting this podcast has really been a life changer for me. And of course, life spelled with a Y. <laughs> I really can't imagine my life without this podcast in it. I know that I have been a little less active than I usually am. I've been a little less consistent over the past couple months and probably even more than that. And I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into the reasons why in another episode. Trust me, (laughs) if you know why, then you understand. But This podcast really means so much to me. It is such a huge part of my life. OT is such a huge part of my life. I mean, I don't go a day without thinking and reflecting about something from an occupational lens, thinking about occupations, thinking about a profession, thinking about who next I want to bring on the show or what topic I want to talk about. So even though I have been on a slight hiatus, it doesn't mean that I haven't been thinking about the show and wanting to do stuff and having these grandiose ideas and just not enough time to work on it at the moment. But all of that to say is that this podcast has changed my life in so many ways and has really made me be a better OT practitioner. If you want to connect with me and never miss out on 
anything exciting that is happening over at OT for Life, I'm going to tell you to just go on over to my website right now, otforlife.com. And if you scroll to the bottom of the page, you can subscribe to my email list. And that is a surefired way that you will never miss out on anything that is happening in the OT for Life world. I have some, I would say, pretty big announcements that are coming down the pipe this year. So you definitely don't want to miss out on that. So get on my email list and make sure that you connect with me because like I mentioned in the episode, the connections that I've made because of this podcast have been one of the best parts. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you being here and taking time out of your day to listen to my show. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you hear, here are three easy ways you can help support the show. One, head over to otforlife.com to find out more about any resources discussed on the show. Remember, that's ot, the number four, lyfe.com. Two, share the podcast with a friend, colleague, or anyone interested in occupational therapy. Three, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. And while you're there, be sure to leave a review saying how much you love the show. Thanks again. I'll catch you next time, OT for Lifers.